Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, I sit down with Bali-based Ukrainian artist, Kiro Neko. I did the interview with him in a, in a tattoo studio, so you hear the, the buzz of some tattoo guns going and a, and a bit of conversation, and there's also a construction site uh, next door. So there's a bit of noise, but, um, but I had a great chat with him. He's a great artist who's uh, worked across many different mediums. Um, he's a really interesting guy to catch up with and find out more about. I uh, hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, here it is. I'm here in uh, in Changu in Bali with Kuro Neko. How are you going? Hey, I'm fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I met you, uh, you know, about a month ago when I was last year in Changu. I went to um, saw you at a uh, exhibition at All Caps, and we're in the same circle. And then, um, like since then, I started seeing your art more, more and more, like on Instagram and also murals in the streets, and sort of just um, putting your art to your face, I guess. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was really blown away. Like you got some really good stuff around. Thank you. No worries. But um, yeah, I thought definitely want to sit down and have a chat. And like the more I um, find out about you, the more sort of creative like arms you have, you know? So um, like, where are you originally from and like, how'd you get into being like creative, creative and stuff? Um, I was born in Ukraine in 1989. And I was born in a family of two artists, so I kind of didn't have any choice. Like my father was a ceramic artist and my mother was a jewelry artist. So both of them finished art academy in my hometown, which is Lviv. And since I was a kid, I was in love with drawing and doing stuff, you know. So when I become older, get myself interested in dinosaurs and shit and I wanted to become a paleontologist but my parents said nah that's not the thing that you're gonna do you're coming from the artistic family and you're gonna do art so that's how how I end up studying in the art academy in my hometown studying art metal working with the metal basically was blacksmithing and through the years of uni uh, got more and more interested with graffiti and street art scene. And that was the beginning of my journey, pretty much. Well, I didn't, uh, I didn't know you were into um, like blacksmithing and stuff as well. That's like another thing I'm just finding out now. <laughs> like I wasn't into it. It was just one of the skills that I would like to have. Mm. Like uh, I was always thinking that it would be great to be able to do something with your hands, you know, and that was the reason. And just the... Uh, the competition on this faculty was lower, so I was like, "Ah, I should do this." Yeah. So have you, uh, have you already like have you always had creative jobs? Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, most of the time I was doing like paintings and murals for the people, but after finishing the art academy in Lviv, uh, I moved to Kiev because I want to continue my studies, and I entered Kiev's art academy and I started studying scenography, which is an artist of theater and movie. So I started doing set design and character design, got myself more involved into like comic book culture, get more interested in character design, and start doing storyboards for certain companies, like some advertisement productions. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were doing um, like graffiti and street art and stuff when you were younger. So were you doing were you doing stuff on the streets, but then also doing like you know, the set designs and character work at the same time? Uh, 
the graffiti on the streets and like illegal graffiti was way before that. It was, you know, arrogance of youth and the protest against the society and the government and shit, doing panels and walls, illegal walls in the city. But like your body is, you know, that, that's how pretty much everyone got into graffiti, I think. And then when you're becoming older and you want to do more complicated pieces, you're becoming more interested in street art and some gallery scene, you know. And I was slowly moving towards this direction. Like with the years, I've stopped, start doing words and my name and start focusing more on the characters. And because it was not enough time for me on the streets to do things that I wanted to do. And I start moving towards the galleries and bigger murals and more characters. Yeah. So, with, um, so like we, you know, already I'm finding out you've got more depth to your creative life than I even came into this uh, conversation no so like what what mediums do you work in and like and or have worked in and what type of like art, how would you describe your art um i would say that i'm a painter for most of the time but i have a really busy mind and i can't stay doing one thing so i'm always getting bored doing the same stuff that's why my style was changing so oftenly because I'm just getting bored of doing the same shit. Yeah. You still can trace the line of my characters and colors that I'm using and stuff, but it was changing and evolving all of the time. And you know, especially when like the whole era of internet blew up and you got introduced to more and more artists, more and more approaches and what you're doing, it was just stupid to stay with, stick to what you've been doing 10 years ago. And, but still, you know, like now, since I was in Bali, I have a chance to start working with the jewelry and I start doing a bit of jewelry, but I got bored really fast. Not that I got bored, uh, I was trying to do it on, on my own, like doing all of the wax carvings and it was just taking too much time and there was too many things going on. And, you know, in, here in Bali, every day is a struggle making money. When you're living here, it's not as cheap as it as you think of it when you're coming for a, for a holiday, yeah. So I tried to do whatever was possible and whatever was connected to art, basically. It was murals here for like cafes, a lot of commercial shit work that I hate that I would never put my name on. But, you know, sometimes you need to do what you need to do. And I don't know, I was always fascinated by sculpture and I was sculpting in the academy, so now I'm trying to get back to the sculpting a little bit more and try to transform my characters that I'm painting on the walls into 3D objects, which can be fun, can look great, I, I don't know, never tried. I'm yeah. slowly moving forward. And I was tattooing, painting, sculpting, working with the metal. Uh, tried a lot of stuff, doing pottery with my dad when I was younger. My grandfather was an incredible man who was a man of millions of talents. And he taught me a lot of things and I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know, I probably tried not everything, but a lot. I was also really interested in graphic and itching and woodblock printing, 
and that's what I'm still doing from time to time. What I'm like bored, getting bored of what I'm doing in the meantime. Yeah. Also, like since I moved to Bali, I finally got to the point. Like I don't know how to put it. When I was a child, I was obsessed with Japanese robots called Gundams. Yeah, it was like models that you're building, like all of those plane models, you know, mm -hmm. scale models that you build and paint and stuff. And when I get to Bali in the first few months, I went to the shopping mall and I stopped in the, this toy store and I found those Gundams here. And when I was growing up, you couldn't buy them, buy them in Ukraine. You need to import it from Japan. It was pain in the ass and nobody had money, you know. And now I start building them and over those three years that I was staying here, I built like 30 of them and there's another few coming on Monday from Jakarta and I'm gonna build them probably. And there's another thing that I'm really into, doing those scale models and painting them and customizing them, which is pretty nerdy and weird thing. And all of my friends like giving me a lot of shit for that. But it's something that I love anyway. <laughs> yeah. So with, um, so with everything you do creatively, it's like all with your hands, you're not really into anything digital or and you know you don't do any design or anything like that but you're all very hands-on uh even if i'm doing like designs and logos and t-shirt designs and stuff like that it's also most of the time manually and then i'm just editing and yeah and some in photoshop or whatever just using yes. it as a tool not um, yeah not using it to create it just yeah. using it as like a recently since i started working in a tattoo shop and i have access to the computer more oftenly because when I moved to Bali, I came here with my iPhone. It was like the only piece of the technology that I had with me, and it was good till now. And now, like I'm starting to picking up, like brushing my knowledge in all of those digital medias and stuff, and start working with my tattoo flashes design and stuff digitally, which saves a lot of time in certain yeah ways. I don't know. Yeah. So like, what? Uh, like, how'd you end up in Bali? Like, what made you move here, and how long ago? And like, uh, it's a weird story. Like, I came here for a holiday for one month with um, two friends of mine. They were married couple, two incredible human beings, and we stay here for two weeks. And then the girl out of couple, she had a pretty bad bike accident, ended up crashing into a gutter, breaking her arm, and having a surgery in Bali. And um, I spent next two weeks pretty much taking care of them and translating into the, translating from Ukrainian to English to Indonesian doctors in the hospital and after spending pretty much half of my holiday in the hospital I decided to go and stay for another month because before I moved to Bali before I went on a holiday I was planning to move to Berlin and continue studies in the third art academy in Berlin but after coming to Bali and seeing it and falling in love slowly with it, you know, I was lucky that as being Ukrainian obligated me to get a social visa when I was coming to Bali. So I was able to stay for six months and I have time to think through should I stay or should I go. And after six months, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to stay here for another six months at least. And it was three years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty um, good place. Like, have you have you just been in Changu the whole time? Yeah, I was traveling a lot around Bali. I've been pretty much everywhere, but Changu was always the base. And now, like, I've 
I met my wife here. Now she moved to Bali and we're living here together and I think we're gonna stay here for another few years. Especially after getting a dog a few years ago. That's a big commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And so um is your wife Ukrainian as well? Uh no, she actually from Melbourne. Oh, and it was cool. a lucky accident because we have some friends in common and we just met in the bar. Like a friend of mine was taking her out for a drink and <laughs> we found each other. Yeah. Immediately fall in love and here we are. Good friend, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Max as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, like you've been painting like a lot of walls around town. Like I know is that like a uh, an accumulation of um. Like just from being here for a long time, you you see a lot more. I I wouldn't say so. There's a lot of walls that disappeared, you know. Yeah. Few the time, like because usually when I'm bored, I'm going to this place on Echo Beach and paint this hall of uh, wall of ha, hall of fame wall. Yeah. But getting covered every few days, you know, and a lot of the times I don't even have the pictures of what I was painting on this wall. Mm. But yeah, I have I done few walls here, but. Since it was a struggle getting money, I was focusing on tattooing and my paintings mm -hmm. that I was doing at my house and preparing the big exhibition. Probably going to happen in a few months, but still no dates are arranged, no places are said yes to me, but yeah, I'm still looking forward. Just doing the work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I saw the, uh, the new wall you did with um, like the LA base. Art duo Rabbi, circle. The circle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Like, how, Thank you. How did that um, collaboration come about? Um, it's a sweet and nice story about oh, Rabbi falling in love with Indonesian girl, yeah. who was a friend of mine, actually, and he suggested me to paint that wall and dedicate it to this girl. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that in public about his affection, but... It's too late. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And have you like collaborated with a lot of um, international artists who have passed through? There was a few. There was a few. Uh, like I couldn't like pick up the names right now to just blast them out and tell who it was. But yeah, we did a couple of collaborations here with a few good guys, and I'm looking forward to paint with you. Yeah. In the good. next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. I got time. Yeah, um, like as you mentioned, you, you work in a tattoo studio and you um, like you're a tattoo artist. Like, how do you um, make the transition from doing painting and you know sculpture and jewelry making, and then now you now you're here doing tattoos? Like, how did that, how did that all come about? Um, pretty much for a long period of time, around like three years, I was doing tattoo designs for all of my friends who was getting tattoos. They was always asking me to design something because they like my style. And after three years, a friend of mine asked me why, why not tattooing. He's like, you should start tattooing instead of just drawing tattoos for other people. You can make more money out of it. I was like, yeah, but like I just don't have enough money at the at the moment to like buy all of the equipment and start tattooing. And he suggested that he's gonna buy all of this stuff and I just gonna tattoo him for free. And that's what we did. And I give him around seven free tattoos and pay my debt and start tattooing more and more and more. But it was still more like a hobby. I And the new media, yeah, I got bored of painting, bored of painting and like sculpting and doing all of those things that I already tried. 
and it was just a new media for me and I was having fun with my friends to doing what I want when I want you know never was making money with it but when I moved to Bali it turns out that it's just the easiest way to make money for an artist mm. yeah because I know there's a lot of artists out there who are wanting to transition from you know studio work into tattooing but you know it's one of those um it's one of those occupations where it's like if you're doing like a painting or graphic design or something you make a mistake it's no no problem you know, the, the stakes aren't so high but with like tattooing it's hard to you know get your foot in the door as a beginner like yeah it, but it's just like a lot of the two artists starting with tattooing themselves yeah mm. i was lucky enough to have a lot of guinea pigs that want to be tattooed by me and that trusted me you know especially this friend of mine who bought the first tattoo machine that they ever had and i was under control of a really good tattoo artist. I didn't do the apprenticeship, but he was a friend of mine and he was basically standing over my shoulder and be like, faster, slower, deeper, more shallow, darker, and stuff like that. And he did it for the first tattoo. And then after the first tattoo, he was like, oh, you're pretty good. You didn't need me. Just continue doing what you're doing. And you're going to get the feel of it, you know? Yeah. So if there was, um, yeah, if there's uh, someone listening to this who wants to, you know, get a start in tattooing, like how would you recommend them, you know, make the transition? Like say they got all their flash sheets together, they've done their designs, but as as far as actually getting the gun in their hand and tattooing people? Uh, for me, it was two big shots of vodka and the people who trusted me. Yeah. And I think that's what I would recommend to find, find someone who's going to trust you if you don't want to tattoo yourself, Yeah. which is pretty selfish. <coughs> getting a guinea pigs, yeah. But if there are people that trust you and that believe in you, that's the best way, I think. Mm. And now, you know, there's a lot of like silicon skin and all of this stuff that you could try out, but it still doesn't give you the feeling of the actual skin. Like, I know a lot of people try to like pig skin, and I never tried it, have no opinion about it, but I think it's still not the same. It's mm. not alive, you know, it's just a piece of skin. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you're working here in um, the tattoo room in Changu. Is this is this the first tattoo studio you've worked in? Yeah. Yeah. I would say yes. I was always against the two studios for some reason, because the whole idea of like giving fifty percent or so to a tattoo studio was bizarre for me. You know, because like it's that's that's my bread, that's my money. You know, that's what I'm doing while I'm paying for it to someone. But you know, you're getting older, you want to start appreciating things you start it's just a good thing to work in the shop actually yeah. i changed my mind completely as soon as i started because it gives you more certainty of what you're doing having a place where you're coming to every day and spending half of the day you know it gives you the illusion of safety and illusion of the stable income which would never happen with you to doing freelancing and to doing at home or whatever else, you know. Yeah. So where, where were you tattooing before that? Just at home? Um, I was coming to clients' houses, tattooing at home. Depends. Yeah. yeah. So with the um, tattoo style I've seen you do, like, is, do you do mostly the dot work tattoo? I love dot work, but now I'm trying to slowly distance from it. 
um, I'm start making more blocky black things with the boulder lines, but I still in love with the dot world, and it's really hard to uh, transition for me because I always love detail when it comes to graphical stuff, and, and sometimes I have in mind one thing, and then I'm starting adding like a few dots, and then it's more dots, and then the whole thing is like shaded with the dot work, you know? Yeah. Like it's one of the problems, like I can't stop in the right moment sometimes. So I think it's gonna be a really long tra transaction from bold black things with like no color at all, and dot work and a lot of details and like small lines, and yeah. half tones and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the, um, the client you just had in here and the tattoo you did on her, and that was like really nice delicate lines as well and then like with some um you know with a little bit of solid color is that um is that like another sort of style that you've you've coined because i've see, see a lot of your drawings and your flash work is um you know delicate lines yeah like i like nice lines now i'm trying to just to make them as delicate as they are but thicker you know they still should be it should look delicate but bold at the same time. Mm. I'm trying to find this like balance between both. And yeah, like I always been in love with graphics, and since I was a kid, I was doing a lot of graphic drawings. And it was always black, mm. and like black was always my favorite color. I would never use anything else when I was a kid. Black or blue, the ball pen, the ball pen, that was my favorite thing, and I would draw on everything like a toilet paper roll. So no matter what size of paper you would give me, I would make a drawing on it when I was a kid. And now I'm like, I want just bigger, 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 yeah. getting greedier and greedier with the space. <laughs> yeah, years ago when I was um, traveling in South America, I was um, staying in a coastal town in uh, in El Salvador, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just just in this little like little huts and there was a guy next door and he was doing the um you know the dot work tattoos but I think he was doing it with a needle yeah like just a hand poke yeah yeah do you do anything like that um uh, I did a hand poke a few times but it wasn't fully hand poke tattoos mm -hmm. I was doing dot work with a hand poke for certain spots um I still want to get into it a bit more I still not ready to do like a hand poke tattoo full-on hand poke tattoos because mm -hmm just not my thing, but I think certain details look better with a hand poke, mm. sometimes. The, just the dots are more faded and more delicate, they're not that harsh black, you know, they're just yeah. more subtle, mm. and sometimes when you're working with the half tones, it works really well for you. Yeah. Like, um, like as a tattooist, how, how important do you think it is to develop your own style and be known for doing you know, your style of tattoos? I think it's the most important thing, you know, mm. especially if you, like, I don't know, maybe it's kind of arrogant of me to say, but I think there's tattoo artists and tattooists, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's two different groups of people, yeah. Tattoo artists are the people known for their style and what they're doing and people coming to get tattoos from them because they appreciate what you're doing yeah yeah and the tattoos are the people who are incredible in their craft yeah but they doing anything that the client would ask mm -hmm. and that's like the problem of working in a shop especially in a new shop you know when you're coming in and shop building their own popularity and you need to do a lot of like little pieces a lot of client 
work, you know. And you can't say no because you need to develop the client base first and then smoothly transit them into like what you're doing and appreciating what you're doing. But for those three years, I have a pretty good client base here of people that love what I'm doing, and usually they're coming back for more and more. Mm. Like yesterday, I was tattooing a girl from Netherlands, and I used I, I tattooed her a year ago when she was visiting Bali, and she came back and she found out that I'm still here, and she decided to get another one. So I really appreciate clients like that, you know mm. that really loves what you're doing and want to be tattooed by you because because of what you do not because they just want to get a tattoo yeah i think it makes sense on the, the body as well like if you've got several tattoos by the same artist in the same style it works more as one piece um yeah. i would say that it's a, like a double-edged sword yeah i don't know shit like, about tattooing because i don't have any tattoos. yeah like i don't have any tattoos as well yeah you know, so. <laughs> and i was tattooing for eight years yeah and I think like it depends on what you want. Some people getting tattoos only by one artist and they filling their body with the artwork mm. of one person. Some people getting tattoos by different artists and it's also cool because it's just a connect collection of different artists on your body. Mm. Depends what is your perspective and point of view on, on yeah. that topic, you know. I wouldn't say that one of them is wrong. No. Both of them are into, cool, yeah? yeah. Like I love like those sticker tattoos, like yeah. weird little things, like yeah. filling weird spaces on your body. And I know a lot of friends of mine who's like going around the world to get to be tattooed by certain people that they like, and yeah. their styles not necessarily look the same or like even close to each other. Mm. They do like different stuff, but it yeah. still looks great. And for them, it's more like of the appreciation of the artist. Yeah. You know, like I'm planning to get like two tattoos in the near future, but the artist lives in Korea and, you know, and everyone's like, ah, oh, just get his designs and go to any tattoo artist and get them, get them done. I'm like, no, it's not how you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. If like, I can paint a Picasso piece that's going to look like a Picasso, yeah, but it's not going to be a Picasso. I want a real Picasso and I want a real tattoo artist to tattoo me with his designs, yeah. Because yeah. it's like stealing, it's the same piracy as like stealing music, stealing movies and stealing whatever, you know. Yeah. Now, it's it's pretty um weird that you say that you know, you've been tattooing for eight years and you don't have any tattoos because like a lot of the... Uh, Tattoo artists I know, you know, covered. You know, you can tell that they've spent a lot of time in tattoo studios. You know, you've you've just never been tempted, or you just know what you want and you're waiting for that moment. Uh, I was tempted a lot of the times, and that's the problem that I'm changing my mind so oftenly, and that I can't have something constant on my body at the moment. Yeah, for all of my life. And when I was younger, I was like, uh, I'm not gonna get tattooed till I'm gonna turn 20. Then I was 20, I was like, I'm not going to get to do still in 25. Yeah? And I was always like responding this for like next five years. Mm. And now like I think I'm ready to get to do, but I'm just waiting for the right person, for the right moment to be in the same place with the artist that I would like to get to do by. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just like staying some sort of unicorn in the world of tattooing, you know. <laughs> My wife is a skinny chef, so yeah. it's nice to be a tattoo artist with no tattoos. We need to find the third person who's going to be a cobbler without the shoes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cobbler wearing thongs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, do you, have you ever done any, like, um, guest spots in other tattoo shops or anything like that? No. 
But have you had any hustler here? No. <laughs> it's like a really short answer, I know. But no, I wasn't doing guest spots. Like, I think I'm going to start doing it more oftenly now when I'm working in a shop. And I'm planning to go to certain places in Europe next year. And like, I really want to go to Japan. And I really would like to do some guest spots in Japan. There's, I'm getting more of the Japanese tattoo community following at the moment. So I think it might be possible in the near future. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's a really cool um, element to the, uh, the tattoo world. The fact that they, you know, have guest, guest tattooers come in, take spots and, you know, like they sort of share the space. And um, you know, and, uh, and tattoo artists can go overseas and you know, have get some work. And uh, no, I know th- I think it's a really good sharing. Community yeah, in a lot of element. cases, it's a great opportunity for artists. And mm. usually, like shops taking lower percentage from the guest artists and stuff. Also depends on your name, you know. But mm. like still, in ter- even in terms of like making money, it's better for the artist to travel around. And it's also new experience, new connections, and you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So with um, like you mentioned, you got like exhibition coming up. Like, are you focusing on other um, like art projects and like artistic mediums at the moment, or are you like just pretty um, solid, just focused on your tattoo work? Uh, for the last few weeks, when I start working, like I'm, I'm pretty much sitting in the shop from ten till six, sometimes from ten till eight or nine for five days a week, and then. Since we moved to a new house with my wife, we're like trying to build this nest at the moment. So like all of my days off, I'm like driving around buying plants or furniture and stuff. So pretty much right now, I'm trying to like squeeze out every single free moment that I have to like do something. But still, now it's more of the like tattoo designs and stuff for the shop. But yeah, I hope. Yeah. It's not going to be the same soon. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to set up the studio in my house, and it's also taking time and money, and, you know. And I don't want to paint on the floor as well, like, as I was doing for, like, last three years, painting three-meter-long canvases on the floor of my house. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for the studio to come together, yeah. and then it's going to be a full-on working process, finishing, rounding up all of the stuff that need to be finished. And mm. Yeah. So do you get a lot of um, like time to draw and you know do stuff in between clients? Yeah, yeah. like last last week was pretty quiet, which, which is pretty bad for business, but pretty good for Creative. me <laughs> drawing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple of flash sheets, like probably like around twelve twenty designs, which I'm happy with, and I was doing some more before clients show up today. So there's enough time, you know. It's, eight to, to ten hours a day in the shop, you know. Yeah. It's getting sometimes it's getting really boring. <laughs> yeah. So um like with all the different creative mediums that you do, like if you could only be like remembered for one of them, you know, towards the end of your career or at the end of your career, like would there be one that you'd choose that you'd want to be known for? I don't know. I can't tell right now because probably uh, it's too hard. Yeah. You know it's like naming your favorite band or like what music you listen to yeah. what is your favorite style of music it's like right now I'm into yeah. this but yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah yeah um maybe the painting I don't know yeah there's too many it's too hard to choose yeah and do you have any um like future projects or plans in the pipeline um 
yay in december i got invited by sharia to join the festival in cambodia hey same yeah 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 so we're gonna see each other there probably yeah. paint the mural together yeah that'd be good yeah that's the only thing i like we're trying to settle down here and with my wife so mm. i yeah. don't know no 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 big plans still want to go to japan before my birthday but it would, wouldn't be possible because it's like in the two months you know yeah there's too many things going our way at the moment so we need to sort out a lot of stuff yeah and you said you mentioned that you're looking to have an exhibition as well like are you like you still just creating the paintings at the moment i'm finishing up the series of the paintings there's like most of them are done but like i want to add some new ones with like a bit of different stylistic approaches something yeah. in between of what i was doing and what i'm doing now because like the process of creating the series of the painting took me like around a year and there's like a pretty big paintings and the amount is also around like 20 paintings so mm. it was a long process and now it's like you can see how it was evolving from number one to number 20 you know yeah and yeah i want to round up this and try to do a bigger show here and then maybe bring it somewhere in Asia, Hong Kong, Taiwan, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any galleries in mind in Bali? Uh, there's few places that I like the space of, you know. Like galleries in Bali a kind of weird thing. I don't know. I love I love a lot of them but I hate the whole artistic scene here. It's really complicated and really weird. Yeah. I love like a lot of people doing a great job. Like I love all caps gallery and what they're doing and how they supporting Indonesian artists and that's one of the spaces that I have in mind. I just love the space and mm -hmm. I love the people that work there and what they're doing for the community and for Indonesia and other global artists that coming in. Yeah. And there's a couple of places. I don't want to go through all of the names, but yeah. All right, cool. And um, so, if anyone wants to check out your art online, like, where's the best place for them to go to see oh, your work? I'm pretty bad with the, like online content. Probably like the best place would be Instagram, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, I, there was a Tumblr. There was a lot of other things that they stopped doing it a couple of years ago. It's mm. just such a mess. And now, like my Instagram. Like I'm gonna separate it to two separate profiles. It's gonna be tattooing and my art or artist profile, and yeah, it's gonna be building up the new following and stuff. So it's mm. gonna be pretty complicated. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if you wanna follow what I'm doing, follow my Instagram, which is Kurunako Tattooer. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me know because I wanna um see more of your paintings because on your Instagram at the moment it's just mostly yeah, just tattoo tattoos, work and it's yeah. like. You know, the paintings I've seen of yours are amazing, but they're not even on there. Yeah, but you, you know, like, I don't want to like yeah. uncover all of my cards at the moment before the exhibition. I'm like keeping it yeah. all for myself. And but even older stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like I saw that, um, you know, that wall you did for Tropica Festival, mm -hmm. and that's that's not on your Instagram or anything. Yeah, you know? it's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty bad with that. And yeah. it was like pretty... Uh, complicated few months as like yeah. my wife moving here, us looking for the house. Now it's the dog, and it's all like getting more and more. It's like a snowball rolling down the hill of all of those little things that you need to sort out. Yeah. Yeah, but now I'm like a friend of mine helping me out with building the website, and 
that's probably going to be the best place to see the whole range of what I'm doing because it's going to be separated into years and series and it's going to give you more understanding of where I'm coming from and what I'm doing now. Yeah. I think. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. Thanks for asking me to talk to you. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also, follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.